0: Welcome back to our Golden 20s. This is episode 10. Woo-hoo. Woo-hoo. We made Double it digit to 10. <laughs> yeah. That's actually crazy now that I'm thinking about it cuz that means we've been doing this for 10 weeks, which yeah. is nuts, but we are doing it. We're getting stuff done. Speaking of getting stuff done, we're 1 week into the glow up challenge. How are you feeling yes. about it, Sadie?
1: I'm feeling good. I'm feeling a little all over the place lately. Just like some days I feel like this happens to all of us, but, Mm -hmm. you know, having really like good, good days and then really like bad, bad days. And Mm -hmm. I feel like the globe challenge is good in the sense of I'm like trying to make, I'm putting more effort into every day, hoping to have more good days. You know what I mean? And I feel like that's a pro, but those bad days still come around, obviously. Hello, this is COVID. This is yeah. the world we live in now. <laughs> mm-hmm. But it's good. It's good to have something to like, be consciously working towards, I guess.
0: Yeah, not just like floating through. Because every day is exactly. like the same. So yeah. having something to spice it up is nice.
1: Yeah, and I just got a new agenda from winners. Mm-hmm. So I, I kind of have like this... Really stupid story. And it you're probably not going to be able to hear it, like see it very well, like through a podcast, you know, but I'll quickly tell it. So I have used the same agenda from Rifle Paper Co. for years now. Mm. And I just get it like, you know, the new one every year. But this year I was like, okay, I probably don't need like the big one that I get every year because last year I didn't use my agenda all that much once we started working from home. And once I stopped having a life to plan, Mm -hmm. (laughs) which is depressing, but it's true. So this year I was like, okay, great. I'm just going to get like a mini uh, agenda from Rifle Paper Co. So I ordered it from Anthro and they shipped it like just from the store. They shipped it right to my house. So fun fact, if you're a a avid anthro shopper you can just call a Canadian store and if they have it they'll ship it to your house for free no like shipping no duties whatever so that was great and I get it and it is literally the size of my palm this (laughs) planner like it is the tiniest planner ever and I was like okay I wanted it small but not that small Mm. so I couldn't even like write in it because I write really big so the planner is super cute but it was not practical at all so I just went to winners slash home sense a few days ago or last week and I saw this like planner on sale so I was like I'm gonna get this and now sorry I'm going on a huge random. no that's planners. fine <laughs> everybody's like how did we even get here and I have no idea either <laughs> but I'm using this new planner I got a few days ago and I find it's really helping me bring like Purpose back into my life. And like you were saying, I don't feel like I'm just floating because I can sit down like I used to do every single Sunday and write out, you know, on Monday, I'm going to go for a run. On Tuesday, I'm going to, you know, sit down with Tegan and have a FaceTime call. On Wednesday, I'm going to do yoga flow or, you know, like I can plan things out and it just makes me feel more productive that way. So, right, yeah. Yeah. That's how the that. glow up challenges. Yeah, <laughs> I'm trying to plan my glow up in my planner.
0: Yeah, that's good. Yeah, I feel yeah. like one weekend, probably not too many glowing results, but no, you know, hopefully people are feeling a little better. I do yeah. feel like with this kind of stuff, the more you do it, it's like the more you want to do it. Like True. the more you work out, it's like like if you go from working out zero days to working out one day... I feel like that's Mm -hmm. harder than going from, like, one day to two days or two days to three days. Like, it's like once you get started and come up with, like, a habit, then it's like, okay, we are into it. So maybe not, like, you know, results yet, but hopefully people are starting to see, like, habits and are starting to feel a little better.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: Yeah. So first segment of today because we love our segments here at our golden (laughs) 20s (laughs) is we have another Tuesday tip coming in hot technically two tips because there are two of us yeah um (laughs) so Sadie what is your Tuesday tip for our listeners
1: I feel like I should have just said use an agenda would be my Tuesday tip after I just went on this huge rant but (laughs) yeah (laughs) I have a different tip too so use agenda okay Bonus, people, you're getting three tips because I'm Mm going to share another one. (laughs) Um, And I feel like we're going to circle back on the whole agenda thing later in this episode anyway, but spoiler alert. Um, Anyways, my actual Tuesday tip, what I came prepared to actually talk about today (laughs) is, okay, this isn't maybe a tip, but it's something I've been really enjoying and I want to share with you guys. So... For Christmas I was kind of like struggling with what I wanted to ask for as gifts and my family still like gives everybody gifts and we enjoy giving gifts so it's mm-hmm. always like I want to know what everybody else wants but when I have to come up with things that I want I always struggle you know like I rather give gifts yeah. <laughs> which maybe sounds lame and cliche but it's true so anyways Tag you inspired me When I went to your house for your wedding last October, I slept over at Tegan's house for like a few nights Mm -hmm. before the wedding and you gave me like a bunch of magazines to read and I was like you know, just like at night when I was like unwinding, doing my little like me time, Mm -hmm. I was flipping through these magazines. And I was like, man, I miss just like flipping through magazines. Like when I was a kid, I would like save all my babysitting money. And then my mom (laughs) and I would go to shoppers and I would buy Mm -hmm. a whole bunch of like J14 and like pop 17 magazines, like, you know, all those, Mm -hmm. but I haven't just like bought magazines in a long time. So I put on my Christmas list to get like magazine subscriptions would be like a really great gift idea. And I didn't end up getting any because I got a lot of other really great things for Christmas. But when January hit, I was like, you know what? I'm going to do that for myself because Mm -hmm. it's really not that expensive. It's like 20 to 30 bucks for the year, depending on what magazine you get. And it's like setting me up for something to look forward to every single month for the rest of this year. And that's been exactly what it is for me so far as like I usually forget about it. It, I've only received two issues now in the mail, but I forgot about it both times. Like I filled out the subscription. Then my March issue, I guess, arrived in February. And then the April issue arrived in March. And both times I was like walking up after a walk and came back and was like, oh, I have mail. And I was like, oh, I have magazines. And it's just so (laughs) like a nice surprise, even though I did that, like planned that for myself. Mm But then I was thinking, I feel like I'm not a huge reader. Um, I'm trying to get more into reading, but I really value like reading during screen free time. So I feel like magazines are just like really good, like, you know, light, easy reads when you don't want to open like a novel, but you also want to break from your screens. Mm -hmm. It's really just like fun, easy read. But the other thing that I'm really loving. So like I said, I've now had my second issue, like I'm... Mm -hmm. So I took the first one once I finished reading it and I literally read it from cover to cover. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And now that I read it, I'm going to like go back through and then pull pieces from it to cut and put on my vision board. So it's like ticking all the boxes here, guys. It provides a little joy when I get it in the mail, gives me screen-free time break, and then also gives me content for my vision board. So that is my tip. Subscribe to magazines. There's literally a magazine for- everything you could think of if it's like mm-hmm. lifestyle fashion beauty cooking home I saw there's magazines for pets and it's like there's a magazine for everything so yeah yeah
0: what magazine are you subscribed to
1: <laughs> so I definitely have a guilty pleasure for Cosmo me so too subscribe I have to a Cosmo that.
0: subscription too <laughs> yeah
1: I think like I because that was a magazine you gave me and I loved it. So I was like, I "I need to continue this. And I actually also subscribed to Style at Home Canada Mm. because my mom has a lot of like home magazines. And every time I'm there, I always flip through them. So I was like, you know what? I'm also going to do a home magazine. So now I get two every month.
0: Right. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I remember when I was like, it must have been like 15 or something, maybe even younger. I was gifted a subscription to 17 magazine. And I had the subscription like for so many years, literally all through high school. And it was like my favorite gift ever because it was like, like, I don't have sisters. So it was like, that's where I got like the older sister content from. Yeah. Yeah. It was so good.
1: Yeah. That's how I read or feel reading Cosmo sometimes. Yeah. Like, I do have sisters, but I'm just like, this isn't stuff that we always just like openly talk about. You know what I mean? So it's just like. I don't know. That's always fun to read.
0: Yeah. No, I love that. My tip is also about getting something kind of delivered to your house. But (laughs) mine is um, to, if you're someone who, like me, likes to get food delivered a lot, uh, to try getting your groceries delivered because... Mm -hmm. uh, When I first started getting my groceries delivered, I used to live in what was called a grocery desert where there were like a bunch of people living uh, in like this really small part downtown, but there were no grocery stores there because it was Mm -hmm. like recently built up. So they had built all these condos but hadn't built the shops. So like we didn't even have a shoppers like we were a desert. And so we obviously during the summer, we could go on like a long walk, get our groceries, no big deal. But then as soon as it started to get like really snowy or anything, it was like, oh, I don't want to walk to the grocery store. Oh, let's just get Uber Eats. And then it's like that adds up so quickly. And it's like so much harder to eat healthy. It's, you know, like such a huge suck of money. It's probably still my biggest expense. I now have it like set up on my bank app where if I spend a certain amount of money on food deliveries, it's like, ma'am, what are you doing? And it still is like, (laughs) I have a goal for a month and it always pings at like midway point. But the nice thing about the grocery deliveries is that now there are so many options most of the mm-hmm. companies are pretty competitive and the price to deliver all of your groceries is usually around the same price as one single delivery on Uber Eats. So wow. if you're like, yeah, I, for some reason, I thought grocery deliveries were like, ex, like very fancy and expensive and was like a whole thing. But it's like now if you're debating, should I get groceries or should I get Uber Eats? you could get your entire week's worth of groceries for the same amount of delivery. So yeah, that's my tip. Something to try.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's like one of the best parts that's kind of come from COVID is and like living in isolation is all this technology that's like Mm -hmm. just like popped up and made our lives like way easier to connect digitally. And I find Like, all the food apps now do grocery delivery, where before it was kind of like, you know, only Walmart did it, and, Mm -hmm. like, from the stores, and you had to, like, have certain apps or whatever, like, that did grocery delivery, but now Mm -hmm. I open my Uber Eats app, and it's like, you can just switch on grocery instead of, you know, your meal, or, like, what's the other one, Skip the Dishes, I think, also does it, like, it's just so much more accessible, and it's, Mm -hmm. like, all the grocery stores, like, I'm – So I really enjoy grocery shopping. I'm a huge loser and I know this. (laughs) And like typically not now, but usually I'm also the type of gal to like go to every store if there's things on sale, you know, like I'll just like browse the flyers and be like, okay, this is on sale at Metro. So I'm going to go to Metro and get this. I'm going to go to Shoppers and get that. And I'm going to go to (laughs) Loblaws and get that because that's just how I was raised. (laughs) So... (laughs) And I enjoyed doing it, but it's Mm -hmm. just so much easier to now that all of those stores are available for grocery delivery. Saves so much time,
0: you know? Yep, exactly. And like even say you like grocery shopping, so you're like, I do the bulk of my grocery shopping through the week, but then there's like certain, say, brands or whatever that are only carried at certain shops. Like Walmart has this really great like halo top. Dupe for I don't know if food's called dupes, but it's a halo top <laughs> dupe where it's like a low calorie, low carb ish ice cream. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, okay, so there are certain things that maybe you buy off Amazon or whatever. Like we have cats, so we have to get cat litter, which is expensive and yeah. heavy, and cat food, which is heavy. So then it's like, okay, we'll put it in an order for like the certain things we can only get at Walmart. And the heavy things like we want a case of bubbly that we don't want to carry back. And then it's like you can do those mini orders, too. Yeah, that's
1: such a good idea. Yeah. Yeah, that is a very adult tip.
0: I feel like yeah. I was just thinking. I'm like, I, It sounds like two like grannies talking. It's like <laughs> I love my house magazines, and I'm like, I love yeah. that they deliver the groceries to my house. <laughs> and
1: I'm like, do you want to talk about coop- like coupon yeah. shopping? Because I'm into that.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, oh, people man. listening are like, I thought this was about your twenties. We're like, no, <laughs> we were born in the twenties. That's why we're talking about this stuff. <laughs> oh boy. Oh, the funny this is part is life.
1: this is a podcast so nobody nobody's seeing our faces they don't know if that's you know, true we <laughs> if we are in our 20s voices. or our yeah, yeah <laughs> that's true
0: oh man
1: jeez, oh, so funny that's life well, in covid
0: you turn into yeah. grannies i think yeah these are the highlights
1: of our life is getting yeah. our magazine or our groceries delivered exactly <laughs>
0: how sad oh man so funny <laughs> yeah. So those are our Tuesday
1: tips. So today's episode, the meaty part of today's episode is a good one. So I hope you guys have your tea, your coffee, glass of red wine, depending, <laughs> you know, when you're listening to this in the day, but it's going to be a good one. We're going to do, I feel a little like soul searching and just mm-hmm. have a good life chat about mental wellness and mental mm-hmm. health. Um because as you guys know, we want to do like talk about different aspects of the April Glow Up Challenge in every episode in April, and a big part of the April Glow Up Challenge is really just to inspire and empower you guys to feel your best. Um, It is not just about looking your best. That is not what a glow up is all about. It's about feeling your best, and no better place to start than with your mental wellness and, Mm -hmm. you know, all the thoughts going on in your head. So... That is what we're here to talk about today.
0: Yeah, and it's very—I don't—I don't, I don't want to say well-timed because it's unfortunate. But uh, who has said that there is a parallel pandemic happening right now, and that mm-hmm. say we're going into the third wave of COVID right now in Ontario? Oh my god! Yeah. And they're like, even after COVID, there will be a fourth wave of mental health problems. Because obviously, like, we had to lock down things to save as many lives as we could. There's no argument against that. But there are repercussions that we are seeing now and probably so many that we won't see for a while. And we, I don't know that we'll see the full impact of what COVID is doing for, like, maybe years to come. But yeah. already there has been huge spikes in people struggling with Uh, mental health right now and on top of that I feel like it's a good thing for us to talk about because a lot of mental health struggles start to emerge in your late teens and early 20s so you Mm -hmm. could be someone who's like never struggled with this before and pandemic or no pandemic these issues could be starting to pop up for you and you could be like what the heck is going on like I used to feel totally normal and now I don't and I, the pandemic's just kind of amplifying everything, I think. So... Yeah. I'm glad we get totally. to talk about it. This, Yeah. I wanted to, like, talk about this for a while. So episode yeah, 10 is amazing. a good
1: one. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel it's so timely mm-hmm. because I think it was at just the beginning of this episode I'm talking about, you know, these good days and bad days and how they're never ending even though we're a year into living this way. And, like, you know, I'm often, like, how how am I still bothered? How am I still missing my real life? But that's just how I've been feeling the past few days. And I think having this chat is just going to make me feel a lot better and a lot Mm. lighter and hopefully provides the same for everybody listening as well.
0: Yeah, I'd like that. I I do feel like something that I've struggled with mental health problems for like, probably almost 10 years, maybe even longer. So Mm -hmm. like, a while and something yeah. that I always hated is like when people would say well other people are having a hard time too yeah. but that is true actually right now because a lot of if you're going through depression and anxiety you're feeling isolated and alone and like no one understands you this is a unique time where it is almost guaranteed that anyone in your life is having feelings like they're out of control and feelings like yeah. they're maybe down because things are changing so although that might not make you feel better to hear that other people are also going through it it is factually true
1: (laughs) yeah and it is a little comforting to know it's not you you know what I mean Mm -hmm. it's it's the world we're living in here yeah (laughs) that's the problem it's not you
0: yeah and it's nice to know that you're not uh like falling behind I guess yeah yeah because everyone's paused but so true
1: teg do you want to tell us more about your journey with you know
0: mental health and whatnot sure so i uh was diagnosed with an anxiety disorder in like either 2010 or 2011 something like that and it's been something that like i've struggled with since then Mm-hmm. better sometimes and worse sometimes. Yeah. Um. Because I feel like that's kind of a common theme with this is that you, it's something that you always are working on. Totally. And it can seemingly just go away and then come back. And this can be, you know, for people who have been on medication for years and years and feel totally fine and come off the medication and all of their symptoms are back. Like it's, I think something that like your, physical health, you have to kind of put in the effort to work on. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, obviously, like if you're struggling with depression, it's harder to put in the effort to work on it. But um, that's why I feel like this is um, a good thing to talk about. Because like you were saying, part of glowing up is not only taking care of your body, but also taking care of your mind and I think we're gonna like go into some ways that uh you can do that but so it's something I'm working on I've tried a bunch of you know different stuff it spikes yeah. up and down a lot of it I feel like has to do with what is going on in my life as well like you know yeah. when i things are working out really good in my life then obviously it's less of an issue although it never fully goes away there are times when I'm like everything seems totally perfect and it still is bad for me so
1: yeah and I think that's so important to acknowledge because Mm -hmm. I'm for the most part I feel like I have really strong and like solid good mental health like Mm -hmm. I've never I can talk about you know I have experienced like anxiety before and it's i experienced like a lot of stress as well and um that's like you were saying relatively new to me and it mm-hmm. wasn't until I you know started having to work a full-time job and pay rent like that's when it started hitting for me right um not so much you know through my teenage years or even like my like early 20s and college and whatnot it's relatively new and it was very much like you said tag where it was like, wait, what the heck? Like, this isn't me. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm a strong person. Why is this happening to me? Right. And I think, um, what you said about how this is an ongoing challenge. I just want to also say that that's like, even for people who maybe haven't been like diagnosed with something, um, Mm -hmm. regardless, you know, if you have mainly good days or mainly bad days, it is an ongoing struggle. And like, Mm -hmm. ongoing battle that you need to like, continue, continuously (laughs) show up and fight for yourself. And some days are definitely very, very tough. Um, but hopefully we can provide some, like you said, tips and ideas on Mm -hmm. how to make those bad days a little bit easier for everybody, regardless of what situation you're in.
0: Yeah, I do feel like, like I can say from personal experience, the more you work on it and the more you put in effort, the better it gets. Because mm-hmm. like when you start, first start kind of like experiencing symptoms of whatever, um, like mental health crisis you might be going through, a lot of it is kind of amplified by being like confused feeling like Mm -hmm. you're losing control. You don't know what's going on, like why you're feeling these ways. And so as soon as you kind of acknowledge that that's what's happening and that it's something that you need to work on and you start putting in the work, it instantly gets better. So like 10 years ago when I would be having anxiety attacks, I would think I was dying. Whereas now, I like the first symptoms I can say, to myself and I can say to my husband oh I'm having the symptoms of an anxiety attack and then it's Mm -hmm. like even just like saying that and getting yourself out of the like narrative and out of the situation you're like oh okay so we know that your body reacts this way to that and here are the steps that we know that help combat it yeah and so even just like acknowledging it can be like a huge first step and knowing that like You're not dying. You are not alone. There are other people who are going through the same thing, who have gone through the same thing. And so once you kind of have uh, that, like, realization, that can honestly make kind of like the world of difference, Mm -hmm. I think. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So that's kind of, I would say for me, that's like my first piece of advice and like my first tip for like how to cope with um symptoms and I mentioned Tyrell I think a huge part is um talking to someone whether Mm -hmm. it's you know um if you're younger if it's a parent if it's a close friend if it's your boyfriend or if it's your doctor like there are so many especially now that appointments are virtual I know like mm-hmm. for my doctor, I book my appointments through an app and they have on the app that's like, do you have questions about mental health? Because we can just connect you in a chat room to someone right away. Wow. Which is that's like awesome. <laughs> so different from when I first started feeling this 10 years ago. But yeah, so nowadays there are so many resources and that I feel like is probably like I don't want to number the steps because I feel like I'm talking about like AA or something, but this is a good second (laughs) step is to talk to someone because bringing in like an outside perspective, a lot of, Mm -hmm. you know, the symptoms are that your thoughts are like circulating and you're kind of like stuck in a loop of thinking about these things that are making it worse. Like if you're depressed, you're thinking about all these things that are making you more depressed and then it just cycles and cycles. So sometimes talking to someone who brings an outside perspective can kind of help break that cycle I think
1: yeah and sometimes it's for me it's just saying things out loud Mm -hmm. to actually like acknowledge them and like acknowledge how I feel you know what I mean so if it's something like really I don't know over the top but when it's in my head it doesn't feel over the top but when I say it out loud I'm like holy crap, like, that's really dramatic, like, you Mm
0: -hmm. know, or like, this is very over the
1: top, like, is that what I actually am thinking, or is that what I actually mean, is that, Mm -hmm. you know, what I actually want to do, saying it out loud just makes it way more real, I guess, and like you're saying, also just having, you know, somebody to then provide their perspective, if that's what you're Mm -hmm. looking for, or their advice, or, you know, give their two cents on the situation can definitely, um, yeah help I think and like
0: yeah yeah I yeah I have a question do you when someone's talking to you about a situation in your life do you just want them to like hear you and be like oh yeah that sucks or do you want advice so
1: I have a very complicated answer to that, <laughs> Okay. <laughs> and I feel it might, like, kind of spiral into me ranting about journaling, but here we go. So I think I mentioned in past episodes how, like, deep down I'm this really, like, I always say I'm this really awful person, <laughs> <laughs> and I think it's been, like, this year-long journey after, like, moving out of my parents' house where I'm, like, really trying to, like, I don't know... <laughs> become who I know I'm capable of being, but it's a mm-hmm. lot of still like, you know, letting go of who I was growing up and who that person was, was a very like pessimistic person. I was very defensive. Mm-hmm. I was always felt like, I remember my parents saying like, you know, nobody's out to get you because that's kind of how I reacted to everything was mm-hmm. somebody always had a problem with me and everyone was out to get me, you know, and like, right. I was just a negative person. So um that is... Kind of, okay, that's where I want to start the answer because when I was younger, I used to just wish so badly for a best friend who thought the exact same way I thought because I felt like anytime I did talk about my problems, anytime people did offer me advice, like typically, you know, this is more so my parents um, who I feel so sorry for, you know, they're raising like an (laughs) angsty. kid but you know they're trying to give me advice and it just doesn't resonate with me or I wasn't super close with my sisters growing up that has changed over time and now I really value their advice but before when I was younger I didn't and even my friends like it was I didn't look for advice and talking about my problems I just wanted to talk about it Mm -hmm. um where now I feel like I've gotten to a point where okay well first of all going back to, I just wanted this friend who understood me and Mm -hmm. would give me advice that wouldn't just tick me off more. It would actually like be constructive and help me because when I was, you know, in a bad mood and had something to rant about or complain about, the smallest things would just make me spiral and make me even more upset because that's just who I was (laughs) and who I still am sometimes. So that's why I started journaling was because I found it was such a great way to just like release all that anger or all those thoughts into a notebook. So you're, you know, like we said, it's kind of verbalizing it, even if it wasn't out loud, it was Mm -hmm. writing it down. So it was getting those thoughts out of your head and acknowledging them but my book couldn't talk back to me you know what I mean it couldn't say well Sadie like you know you're just being sensitive or whatever you know maybe my parents or my sisters would say and over time I got this like really I don't know got very like in tune with myself I guess Mm -hmm. where I was able to cope with my emotions a lot better so now when I do talk to my friends or my sisters like I said I've grown a lot closer to my sisters and even my parents like I Mm -hmm. value their advice and opinions way more now than I did when I was younger but I've gotten to a point where I'm able to cope with my emotions on my own so when they do give me advice I'm you know just how I process that is a lot different and way more constructive and like better now Mm -hmm. you know what I mean and I think too I've voiced on a other episode where one of my sisters is like my go-to person for absolutely everything. And Mm -hmm. the best part and worst part about siblings is, you know, they're going to be honest with you all the time and you have to love them at the end of the day. (laughs) So that's like, you know, a blessing and a curse, but sometimes, you know, I'll say to my sister or she'll just know, When to not provide her opinion, or I'll say, like, I'm not looking for advice, like, I just need to get this off my chest. And she'll just, you know, respond with two words being like, Okay, I hope you feel better, you know, voicing on that. Yeah. Or there's times where I'm like, look, I'm really stuck. I don't know what to do. What do you think? And I make it very Mm -hmm. clear I'm looking for opinions or advice. So I also suggest that for people too is be clear with what you want out of your friend. And Mm -hmm. on the opposite side, sorry, I'm just like rambling on now. (laughs) But on the opposite (laughs) side of that is I'm also the type of person to give my opinion on absolutely everything. But I'm learning lately to like lately, as in, I want to say just like the past few years, um, Mm -hmm. to really scale that back. And especially now, you know, when everybody does have so much going on mentally asking your friends before you respond, being like, okay, so do you actually want to hear, you know, what I have to say, or do you just want to like, you know, vent to me? Because I think Mm -hmm. that's a very valid point is not everybody's always talking to somebody. To hear something back sometimes they just need to get it off their chest
0: (laughs) right yeah no I think it's good especially like if you're talking to someone who's ranting you can like it's totally fair to ask like are you looking for like a shoulder to cry on or like someone to rant to or do you want my advice on this situation because I 99% of the time never want advice I just want to rant yeah. Where and a lot of the people in my life all only want to give advice. Yeah. So because a lot I think that's just because I make up my mind quickly. So I already know yeah. what I'm gonna do. But then yeah. I'm still like but I still wanna talk about this. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's a miracle we've been friends for this long because that right there sums up our friendship.
0: <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to even think Yeah, it's funny, like, there are certain situations where I ask people for advice, like, there are older people Mm -hmm. in my life who I will ask, like, what do you think I should do about this, this, and this? Um, But, like, uh, yeah, a lot of situations, if I'm, like, ranting about work or something, and then Tyrell's like, well, then you should email them, and I'm like, no, 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 we're not taking action, (laughs) I'm just ranting. (laughs)
1: That's so funny, but that's so fair, you know, Mm -hmm. and I think... Like we all, first of all, like process our emotions in different ways. And like I was saying, how the same person processes their emotions can change over
0: time. Yeah. So kind of like on the same topic of, you know, ranting to your friends or whatever. I also think probably like 99% of the people in the world should see a therapist. Mm -hmm. Because well, I deal with a lot of people and I'm like, you people need therapy, But also, I feel like it's just, like, a nice way to get an outside perspective. Because 99% of the time, your therapist doesn't know anyone else in your life. Mm -hmm. They're there, like, for you, to support you. And they can give, like, the outside proper perspective. Because sometimes you get, like, bogged down in things. Like, we were talking about in the work episode. You're, like, stuck in a culture that you don't even know is toxic. Or is it Mm -hmm. if you had that outside voice that would be like, whoa, people should not be treating you that way. Yeah. And you're like, oh, okay. And they have no reason, like, they're not lying about it. There's no motive there.
1: I don't, I think it was one of my sisters said, we were talking about, you know, talking to a therapist and... Mm. They raise, I think it was one of my sisters, maybe a friend. I don't remember. But same thing, Tig, where everybody I know who sees a therapist is like, I recommend it to anybody. Like everybody can benefit from it. Mm -hmm. And when I was talking to my sister, um, she brought up the point that what's so interesting is like, Typically, when you do rant to your friends or your family, you know, people you feel comfortable confiding in that's not, you know, a paid therapist. Yeah. They still come from – they still have, like, these biases on your life, you Mm -hmm. know, and that's going to shape the advice they give you to do. It's not – You know, maybe the best advice, it's just what they think you should do, knowing all these other information about your life and where, you know, you come from, your circumstances, your environment, you know, all this stuff shapes what the people in your life tell you to do. And when you go to a therapist who, like you said, has literally no knowledge of you or the people in your life, um, I feel like what they will say will be a lot different than the people in your circle because Mm -hmm. probably how they think about things and, you know, where they come from is a lot different than how you think about things and where you come from and Mm -hmm. all the people in your life. So it really is like this very, like you said, like professional, like real opinion that they have no reason to lie or like make things up or they have no reason to be biased either, you know? And I think too what I love about talking about therapy these days is like I was saying everybody who I know who sees a therapist like recommends it and mm-hmm. I love that because like I was saying and I'm honestly I'm really sorry if I'm coming across like braggy in any way but like I really do find before the pandemic especially like I had a pretty strong mental game mm-hmm. and I was never one to be like wow I should talk to a therapist you know but mm-hmm. one of my friends said to me like I think you would enjoy talking to a therapist because like it's not just weak people who talk to therapists and it's Mm -hmm. also not a shameful thing anymore. You know, like I love how our, you know, society is like changing to actually talk about these things because they do matter so much. And like, Mm -hmm. you know, people are using their social media platforms to voice these sorts of things and share resources, not just show a highlight reel of their life all the time, depending who you follow. But, Mm -hmm. you know, some people are doing that. And that's it exactly. is It's not a shameful topic anymore. And it's not, like we said, just for people who are suffering from, like, diagnosed disorders mm-hmm. or, like, mental, you know, like, very, like, scientific mental illnesses. It's yeah. literally you can benefit from it for any reason. And mm-hmm. anybody can do it. And everybody should do it. Yeah. So it's just so great. And like you said, too, it's also the fact that, That again, one of these like technologies that's come out of COVID is like the ability to like virtually connect people. So there's also Mm -hmm. no shame in going sitting in a waiting room and maybe bumping into someone on your way to your appointment and being embarrassed about it. Like you shouldn't ever be embarrassed about it anyway, Mm -hmm. but you know, it just removes that. It removes any barriers when you can literally just Zoom call or like text a professional. Like it's just so accessible right now. And I think that's a really amazing thing.
0: Yeah. And I think, like, if you wanted a meal plan, you would go to a dietitian. If you wanted, mm-hmm. like, a workout plan, you would go to a personal trainer. Like, you wouldn't cut your own hair and dye your own hair, you would go to a hairdresser. Like, this is the same thing. If this is a- an aspect of your life that you want to glow up, like, why yeah. not go to a professional who can, like, actually help you and give you steps? Like, my therapist gives me homework. My homework this week, you'll love this, idea. I had to journal. Yes. I had to write letters to myself, but they like give you tasks like that. And these are like, you know, like this is the stuff, do it this week and we'll meet next week and talk about it and figure it out. You know, like it's just, I think one more step to kind of like living your best life.
1: Exactly. That's exactly what it is, is it's Mm -hmm. investing in you being the best version of yourself you know, and that's why it's for everybody because everybody's capable of being an awesome person. And like, that's literally all it is, is just investing in yourself Mm -hmm. to get there. So I love that. I think that's awesome.
0: Yeah. So obviously, like, that's my main, I think, recommendation is like either talking to your doctor because they can kind of like get you on the next steps. Or finding a therapist herself. I just found mine like through online and now I'm obsessed with her. Our very first meeting, we were talking about what kind of music I liked when I was younger. And I was like, Shania Twain. (laughs) And she was like, She's very powerful. I know exactly (laughs) what you mean. And I was like, Okay, you and me, we're riding dies now. We both love Shania Twain. Yeah.
1: (laughs) That's so awesome. Yeah. I'm definitely, the past few months, I wanna say, I've been thinking about how much I want to talk to somebody and Mm -hmm. I don't know why like I'm telling I'm preaching out here it's not shameful guys everybody (laughs) can benefit from it but it's taken me a long time to convince myself to actually do it and Mm -hmm. to this day I have not talked to a therapist but Mm -hmm. I'm going to especially tag after you were telling me you know your experience has been so great it just like sealed the deal for me. So I definitely want to. And like you said, you can talk about literally anything in your life. Mm -hmm. And for me, like work, and I mentioned this earlier, is like my – the number or the first time I ever felt anxiety was from work. Mm -hmm. And it was my second job, like full-time job. And, you know, just – I felt like I was constantly striving for more, striving to do the next thing Mm -hmm. and really just like struggling to like multitask and balance all these like tasks and projects. And it just started, you know, kind of spilling into my personal life as well, where it was just, it wasn't just at work that I was, you know, shaky and like anxious Mm -hmm. and, you know, cloudy minded, couldn't think straight. and was just like constantly felt very heavy in my chest. That was happening even outside of the office as well. And mm-hmm. I remember that happening to me and being like, wow, I think I have like anxiety, which we talked about was the first time for me where I didn't know if that's what it was, you know? Yeah. And now I find I'm so, I want to say easily triggered at work. Mm-hmm. Um, In my personal life, not so much, you know, like people do obviously get under my skin sometimes and like sh- try to like – they don't try, sorry. They stress me out, Mm -hmm. but it doesn't ever take the same sort of like power over my life as like Mm -hmm. work stress and work anxiety does. So I literally just want to talk to a therapist to get all that under control because I'm like – I've literally said to my sister, I want to say like three times probably just in like since 2021 started was I literally feel like this is like really personal and I don't want to like (laughs) scare people. But I feel like the path I'm on, I'm literally going to have like a heart attack from work Mm -hmm. stress by the time I'm like 35 and like that is not good. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? So it's like get ahead of that, you know, if you know what triggers you, you know where you have like really huge opportunity to improve, like Mm -hmm. get ahead of it and do something about it. And I think for me, seeing a therapist to talk to them about those things that I know set me off, Mm -hmm. like there's no downside to that, you know?
0: Yeah. And because the thing with mental wellness is that no matter what, you're going to have stressors in your life and you're going to have people that like say stupid stuff that enrages you and you're going to have like (laughs) last minute work things that come up. But having the kind of like strong mental wellness means that you have the tools in your toolbox to kind of deal with that stress without it unraveling your whole life.
1: Exactly. You have the tools and abilities to cope with things and get through things without it just causing you to shut down or, you know, spiral into like really negative headspace. That's Mm -hmm. so true.
0: Yeah. So on top of um, talking to someone, whether it's your doctor or a therapist, I also find that moving your body can be something really positive. Like we talk about walks a lot um Mm -hmm. but I feel like going for a walk whether it's like with someone that you can talk to or even just by yourself can be a nice way to kind of get yourself out of the situation especially like I know what my specific triggers are and one of them is getting emails which is a nightmare because nowadays I get like (laughs) 50,000 emails a day so it's like if you know your triggers are sending you over the edge if I'm getting like 50 emails and I find myself being like oh, I'm noticing these symptoms of anxiety. Then it's like, okay, well, I'm going to like step outside the situation and take a walk. And it's like guaranteed that by the time I'm back, it's I'm like, okay, what was I worried about? Now I can look at exactly. those emails. No big deal. Like, it's good yeah. to remove yourself from the situation sometimes.
1: Yeah. I yeah. do the exact same thing. Like, midday walks. I yeah. don't know if I've talked about that on the podcast, but it's a game changer it's Mm -hmm. literally pressing a reset button in the middle of your day you know taking a walk at lunch it's so good especially if work or emails you know screens anything like if that's your trigger yeah like get outside move your body get some Mm -hmm. fresh air and you'll definitely feel a lot better yeah I also think like I miss like yoga classes and like Mm -hmm. you know fitness classes and like being in a room where you're I literally would always feel like all my problems were left at the door and I know that's like so cliche but that's honestly how it felt you know going into a hot yoga room laying down on the mat and this is something my last boss and I used to talk about because she was older than I was like in her 40s and she would say so when you do yoga you literally aren't thinking about anything besides like yoga and I was like yeah like (laughs) literally like I'm not thinking of anything I'm just Mm -hmm. like listening to the instructor's voice but now that I'm doing yoga at home it's so much harder to get into that headspace and like it is not the same at all Mm -hmm. where you know I definitely see that struggle but that's been a big one for me and hopefully we can return back to fitness classes eventually but I think, too, another big one, um, maybe, I don't know if it fits into fitness or not, but just, like, establishing a routine for yourself really helps me in the sense of, it just, I guess, provides purpose or, like, we were saying, like, sometimes you get anxious these days around lack of control mm-hmm. or, like, not being able to plan and anticipate what's going to happen. The magic of having a routine is it just provides you know like a plan and it provides like a sense of control over the day-to-day like Mm -hmm. tasks in your life you know what I mean and I think right now we're anxious because we can't control what's happening we can't predict what's next but with a routine you know just to do like a morning and night routine you know whatever happens throughout the day just happens you know you don't need to plan your whole day from like the moment you get up to the moment you go to bed but I find just having you know a morning routine really helps me like set myself up for a better day. And then mm-hmm. having a nighttime routine helps me wind down at the end of that day and wake up and have a like productive morning because I set myself up for that the night before. So it kind of removes any kind of, I guess, just like chaos mm-hmm. that comes along with not having a routine and provides a little bit of structure, which always helps me feel a little bit more at ease mentally when I know what's going to happen or I can Mm -hmm. like plan what's going to happen, you know?
0: Yeah. And I feel like, like your routine can kind of be whatever you want it to be. Like, it doesn't have to be like, I'm going to wake up at 6am and then I'm going to do yoga and I'm good. Like if your routine is getting out of bed and brushing your teeth. Yeah. If you are struggling mentally and you just make that your priority and you're like I'm gonna get out of bed and I'm gonna brush your my teeth that can make like a world of difference and then it's mm-hmm. like once you got that under control well then you add another thing and you're like I'm gonna put on deodorant and then next thing you know you've got like an 18-step skincare routine like me and, you- <laughs> <laughs> and then your routine takes up half your morning but you can like create it and same with nighttime like some people's nighttime routine is like crazy like I see people and they're like I have to have this shower with 18 products and then I have to do yoga in bed and I read this and do this in a journal where it's like if your nighttime routine is like you have a shower and then you get into bed and you fall asleep like that's good and build yeah. off of that you know.
1: Yeah. I love the idea of building off of routine because that is it 100%. And I love also how you're calling out these other routines as like unachievable for a lot of people because Mm -hmm. that is it for me is um, I think last week we talked about, you know, having to show up perfectly and like this idea of like perfectionism and that standing in your way of doing anything when you Mm -hmm. know there's a chance you can't do it perfectly. But that was it where I never had a morning routine because I'm not a morning person. So when I look up morning routines, that's it. It's you get up, you eat breakfast, you do yoga, you write in your journal, you read, then you get dressed, do your hair, your makeup, and you go off to work. And I was like, Uh, And you also have to get up at 5 a.m. in order to do all that before the workday begins. (laughs) And I was like, are you kidding me? Like, no, there's no way. I literally will snooze for an hour Mm -hmm. and then roll out of bed, you know, get ready in 10 minutes and go off to work. Like, that's my routine. So one day I sat down and I wrote in my journal, like, what would the ideal morning look like? And it was very realistic for myself where it was literally, you know, I will have – 25 minutes to get ready instead of 10 minutes to get ready, you know, Mm -hmm. and that was what I started with. And then I built off of it, like you said, exactly. So it was like, get up, get coffee and just have 25 minutes to get ready. Now Mm -hmm. it's like, okay, I get up, I get coffee. I spend, you know, 15 to 30 minutes in bed reading one of these magazines. That's what it's been lately. (laughs) Or listening to a podcast and then do my skincare routine and then go to work. But that's it. There's no journaling. Mm -hmm. There's no like yoga. Any kind of physical activity is not realistic for me in the morning. (laughs) But then with the glow up challenge, I'm wanting to like add in, we talked about like adding in vitamins and like, you know, adding in more things where it's like, I have this base routine established and I'm just going to add things into it
0: Mm -hmm. and this is why I feel like this is great for our 10th episode because a lot of the stuff that we've been talking about for the past nine can directly impact your mental health yeah like if like we're just not talking about this stuff because it's like we like skincare or whatever we obviously do but it can be something that actually is a part of transforming your life. And it's not like I use skincare cause I don't want wrinkles cause being old is gross. It's like, <laughs> I use skincare because it's part of a routine and I like having a moment of self care in the morning. That's just for me. And it's not a performance and it's me taking care of myself.
1: Exactly.
0: And, and it's like that can apply to everything in your life and stuff like drinking water. I, I'll have to find it and we can maybe share it on our Instagram, but there's a great checklist of like, are you feeling anxious? Well, have you done any of these things? It's like, have you had a drink of water in the last hour? Have you eaten in the last hour? And it's because a lot of these feelings come up because your body is in need of something and it's sounding alarm bells. And so by taking care of like your physical self, you're also taking care of yourself mentally. And when you take care of yourself mentally, you're taking care of yourself physically. Like it all is it all ties together, connected. Yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. For sure. So wise, tag always coming oh, yeah. in here. your Thanks. profound wisdom. <laughs> like you said, around the idea of like your routine isn't a show, and it's not you know something you're doing to try to like impress people or because. It's what you're told to do by Pinterest or, you know, people on TikTok or Instagram, whatever. I think the same thing about journaling. And I say this because obviously I've already talked in this episode about how much I love journaling and how I really feel like it's like changed kind of the way I like, you know, my sense of self, I guess it's made me more in tune with myself mm-hmm. and I really think like therapy, everybody can benefit from journaling. <laughs> but it's not that I'm telling you to journal just because it's really trendy right now. And I'm also gonna say that you don't need to have a super pretty journal. you don't need to like doodle in a bullet journal format and make your right. spreads really pretty. Like this is all part of it too is like like we're saying don't do a skincare routine just to, like be pretty. It's like you don't need to have a journal just for it to be pretty and Instagrammable. Like literally I love journaling and I have zero rules when it comes to my journal, which is the best part about it. Mm. (laughs) I remember when I got my first journal, well not first journal, I had like my dear diary, like (laughs) diaries from way back in the day. Those were probably my first journals, but my first adult notebook where I was like, this is going to be my journal where I'm going to like do whatever I want in this. It was just a very liberating experience where I was like, if I want to draw something, I'm going to draw something and I'm a really bad drawer. So mm. that was just like comforting to me It's like, nobody's going to even see this. Right. So if I want to draw something, I'm going to draw something. If I want to make a list, you know, I'll make a list. Like we said, it's like, what does my ideal morning look like? I literally right. wrote that in like, you know, five points some days where I have a lot of thoughts and emotions going on in my head, I write full paragraphs and like write pages on pages. Other days I literally write down a quote that I saw on Instagram that day that really resonated with me. Like it's literally, you can do use your journal for whatever you want to use your journal for. I think it's the biggest thing is just to show up and do it and use it. And tech, I love that your therapist Told you to give you homework to like write in a journal.
0: <laughs> yeah, I still <laughs> haven't done now, it yet, but. <laughs> yeah,
1: now I'm even like more interested in going to a therapist, being like, okay, give me journal homework. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tell me yeah. what to write in here. Because sometimes if you don't have like any guardrails, you don't know what to do and like right. where to start. So if that's the case, guys, we do have a journal prompts list in our Patreon in the $6 tier. Mm -hmm. Um, So definitely sign up for our Patreon to get access to that. But I think journaling is just something, when we're talking about mental wellness, it's the first thing that comes to mind. I actually went to the body shop last weekend and at the checkout, they were like, oh, we're doing this like board and you need to write down, well, you don't need to, but we're asking (laughs) people to write down what self-love means to them. And then they're putting all the answers on this like board right inside the door. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is such a loaded question. Like, you know, self-love is everything. Yeah. And then I was like, no, self-love is journaling because I really feel like over time, Um, I shared my experience with journaling is over time, you get the sense of self from it Mm -hmm. and you're able to kind of be aware of your thoughts and, you know, everything that's going on in your mind by writing it down, you're able to like actually process it and like Mm -hmm. see it, especially over time. And then you decide what you want to do with that from there. And I think something that also rings true or comes to mind, I guess, when we're talking about self-love and mental wellness is like learning how to be your own best friend Mm -hmm. is that's something that I could just like go on and on about forever. And I promise I'd keep the journal piece short in this episode, (laughs) (laughs) but I feel like journaling is one of the best ways to do that. Mm -hmm. And I feel like once you're aware of what you're thinking, you're aware of how you talk to yourself, AKA you're aware of what you're thinking, when you're not talking to other people or other people aren't around, like you know what that inner narrative is. You're like I said, then you're able to decide, am I okay with how I talk to myself or do I want that to change? And then you can start, you know, working on changing that inner narrative. So, you know, you can become that friend for yourself and Mm -hmm. hopefully help yourself through some tougher, darker times um, rather than always having to rely on somebody else to get you through those times. So that's my two cents on journaling. I think it's a really great thing. Mm-hmm. But the other thing is, I think it's something like a lot of this, I think it's something you have to experience to actually understand. And that's the hard part where if you're, you know, you're not convinced it's going to help you, then you don't feel the need to journal all the time. And then it, right you know, it doesn't end up doing anything for you. But over time, I found journaling's really helped me. And I suggest that to literally everybody.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's another way to like show up for yourself. Like you go to a yoga exactly. class because showing up for yourself or you listen to a podcast that inspires you because you're taking the time to show up for yourself. It's just like one more thing, especially now when we're all like alone. This can be mm-hmm. like the ideal time to connect with yourself.
1: One hundred percent. And I get asked all the time, "Do you read your journal entries back?" Mm. And I think maybe in another episode I mentioned sometimes yes, but I know a lot of people who don't because they'll, you know, just take to their journal during those like darker times, so they right. don't want to relive those dark times, right. so they just don't read those times mm. back where I think what's so great about journaling, especially if you journal in the good and bad times, you have this like documentation of how, you know, how you used to be, how you used to think and how you've evolved over time. Mm -hmm. And I think there's something so like profound about that. And I think that's what like helps provide like the sense of self. But then again, you have to Dedicated to writing in the good and bad times, and like actually opening your journal, documenting your life, um and giving your future self something to look back on and analyze, you know. But I think there's a lot of good stuff that comes from that for sure. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I'm actually just remembering that I did like I had a journal during when I first started like experiencing anxiety, and I don't think I want to read those <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> entries. Yeah. I don't know. They probably, I was also like younger, so they'd probably be embarrassing, but
1: yeah. Maybe I'd be like,
0: look how far I came, but (laughs) maybe not. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I think that's something I could, I'm probably just going to continue to rant on. So tell me to stop at any time, (laughs) but that's something else too, is like how we reflect on our past. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, reliving past memories isn't always good, but um, if you're able to reflect on things and not beat yourself up over how you behaved or how yeah. you thought like it is a really like good exercise to do you just have to keep in mind like we talked about this in the work episode where it's like you didn't know then what you know now yeah to sure. react any differently you know mm-hmm. what i mean so yeah it's so interesting
0: yeah for sure
1: yeah i hope tag you do some journaling during the April Glow Up Challenge.
0: Yeah, I am going to like I've been writing my um my goals like at the beginning e- each month. And it must have been February. I did do one like rogue entry, yeah. and then like obviously my therapist told me to write, so I still have to do that. But yeah, yeah. so I'm I got from zero to like one entry a month. Now I'm getting up That's to two good. entries a month. So we'll see. Yeah. I'll slowly improve. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I'm curious if you're going to, like, find value in it like I do.
0: Yeah. It's – It's interesting like one thing my therapist got me to do is like draw my childhood bedroom and I'm not an artist and then I had like the best time I spent like two hours like on my (laughs) iPad doing like watercolors and all this stuff (laughs) so it's like surprising the stuff I'm I'm interested like I always get these random things show up on like Instagram and TikTok that are like today's journal prompt and it's like just something really random so I'm kind of intrigued to just like every once in a while when I see one of those be like okay I'm gonna write about Mm -hmm. that random topic yeah so yeah I'm improving (laughs) yeah
1: I want to do some of those like impromptu prompts as well yeah I think that would be fun
0: Mm -hmm. so if you are experiencing symptoms of any kind of mental health problems whether it's anxiety depression schizophrenia literally anything or if you're not even sure you just feel like something's not right um we really encourage you to reach out to someone like I said reach out to your doctor that is what they're trained for that is how I first got my diagnosis is that I literally talked to my doctor and they were like oh yeah these are the textbook symptoms of anxiety and just getting that diagnosis helped me so much so if you are interested about learning more or questioning or you need support if you're in Ontario you can go to ontario.cmha.ca and they have crisis supports there are a ton right now because of COVID-19 as well as a list of toll-free numbers for different types of things if you need an assaulted women's hotline or if you need LGBT support or you need kids help phone They have all of the resources listed there. Additionally, if you're in Ontario, you can call 211 to be connected to mental health and other social services. Additionally, uh, if you are thinking about therapy and you're not 100% sure, I can recommend the app BetterHelp. Um, They have, uh, I think, a week free trial. So if you're not sure, I think that's a really good place to start. And then even if you're not sure that BetterHelp is the right place for you, you still know after your week trial, maybe if therapy is or is not. Yeah, the Ontario government has a lot of stuff right now. I know they have a website where they do cognitive behavioral therapy for free. So it's just you are chatting with a therapist, it's never like a phone call or anything. It's all just in a chat room and they like assign you homework basically so there are a ton of supports out there right now and additionally if you want to talk to someone about it feel free to dm us at our golden 20s on all platforms or you can dm us on our personal instagrams if you want because we are here to listen and to support you because we want all of us to be living our best lives
1: Thank you guys so much for listening to another episode of Our Golden Twenties. You can find us on social media at Our Golden Twenties, basically on all platforms. We are on Instagram, TikTok, Pinterest. We have some Spotify playlists, and we are also on Patreon, serving up lots of good, exclusive April Glow Up content um, all this month. So be sure to check us out there. Um, But we will talk to you guys next week.